Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Tongue Tied. This week, we're joined by Kelvin McAvoy, Group 1 winning trainer who has a big team of runners in over the next seven days, including a potential superstar in V8 who goes around favourite in the VRC size at Flemington on Saturday. He also talks through my boy Birmingham's chances in the Achuka Cup on Sunday and the stable take a few runners to Adelaide for the Adelaide Cup Day meeting on Monday. If you want to catch the full episode, head over to Members Only. That's where the full interview is there about all of their upcoming runners this weekend. But if you're here for a bit of chat about what it's like training in Ballarat, a couple of good horses that they've got in their stable towards a Melbourne Cup, this is the podcast for you. So let's get into it. Mate, you've got a, a very nice horse in your stable at the moment uh, by the name of So Unusual, who's won four in a row, and I suppose I, I noticed it's one of those my racehorse uh, runners, so a lot of owners in it, and no doubt all enjoying the ride and trying to book a spot into the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a, a beautiful horse. He's a horse we sourced from New Zealand um, um, with the help of Phil Cataldo, and um, our, my racing manager, Ryan Moore, was very keen on, on the replays. He was a horse that had only had two starts over there for a third and a win um, in a mile maiden and he, in the middle of nowhere in New Zealand and just a very big, raw customer that hadn't worked it out yet. And We did, we um, we decided to secure him, and we were lucky enough to, to buy him, and um, we then went and got some people involved, which were my racehorse and, and a lot of really good stable clients, and uh, he's a really nice horse. He, continues to uh, raise the bar for us and I'm just driving back from going to see him at the moment now he, he's out at a little property five minutes from the track where he does some dressage and gets out in the paddock through the day sort of for a week or so after his runs but yeah he's taking everyone on a, a pretty special ride he seems a real strong line chaser um, he seems to thrive off those fast paces is your horse that you think will just continue to thrive the stronger the paces get or does he have a turn of foot as well yeah, look, I think he's got to turn a foot as well. And, and you know, when he won at Mooney Valley, um, the first of his four in a row, he, he got galloped on at about the 600 and he was off the bit last and, and just managed to be better than them. But that was in a class one. Um, he, he His win, his next win or his, his next win when we got him out in trip, he had the most perfect run uh, early in January and, and snuck up the rail and won impressively but had all the favours. The third win was, was when we really knew we had a good horse because they went along in a decent clip and he was a long way off them and, and really had to chase. And that showed that he had, um, you know, he had different, you know, he, had, he didn't just have to get the good run. He can chase, he can do everything. And I watched him on Saturday um, up right up close on the rail and um, when he got that check, I just thought, well, the race is over now and we're going to have to settle for third or fourth and be fairly happy with that, just a racing incident. Yeah. And the way he picked himself up, was um, it gave me goosebumps. It really did. It, it's not, not many horses can do that. And I thought that Dean Holland showed unbelievable um, experience when, when he did get um, poleaxed. He didn't just get into him straight away being on a favourite. He actually let the horse gather himself and um, get his legs back underneath him, if you like, and then he went for him, and that was the winning move, I believe. Speaking about Dean, he writes really light and looking towards those future staying races, of course, so unusual, should get in with a really good weight. Does it help almost knowing that Dean is really keen to stick to the horse going forward if he does get into those low-weight handicaps? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Dean. Dean's a big part of our team. He's... Uh, 
he's in riding work once a week, trials once a week as well. And um, I'm so thrilled that we were able to give him a decent horse. And, and the fact that he's won four in a row, or, you know, three in a row, whatever it is on him, um, you know, we'll have to have to get a chainsaw to get him off him now, I think. And as you said, when he if all goes to plan, he happens to win the Roy Higgins and he gets into the Melbourne Cup with a weight of 50 or 51, well... You know, it's 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 a fantastic thing knowing that I got a jockey that can have um, three Big Macs and eight cheeseburgers on the way to the races that day. <laughs> You're not wrong about uh, about probably thinking that his chances were over on, on Saturday. I actually I actually backed Youth Spirit, and when when the check happened, was so unusual. I, I completely stopped watching it because I thought, oh, it, it can't win, and we've got the others covered, and we've kicked away. And I thought, how on earth has this thing picked itself back up? And, Went back and watched the replay, and yeah, Calvin, like you say, like it was a a, a great win and a, a really sort of experienced ride, like you said. So, um, full credit to to the stable and the horse there. But, mate, um, how's the how's things in Ballarat? Obviously, you, you dominated uh, South Australia and for a, for a long time. I can remember growing up, and you know, a, it was almost an auto bet when Tony and Calvin McAvoy saddled one up at Morfordville. But you've made the move to Ballarat and. The runners on the home track, they seem to be absolutely airborne, mate. Yeah, look, guys, it's been a, a really fantastic move. And, and the thing about moving a business, although we were South Australian, Flemington, you know, it change always takes a bit of time and it takes time to learn how to, you know, train at a new complex. And I think that's why we were so lucky uh, when, you know, Tony started the McAvoy Mitchell Racing brand. He started training at a place that he'd been for 44 years. So, or 40 years or whatever it was. So, um, South Australia, we owe everything to. It's a fantastic state and the, the property we had there was, was you know, phen- phenomenal. But um, Victoria is where it is now and uh, where the prize money is and where most of our clients are. So, we made the, um, we made the big move over and uh, it was sort of through COVID and uh, I sort of went to Flemington when I knew the borders were shutting and, and based myself out of there and knowing that we were about to start building Ballarat and uh, Tony stayed in South Australia. He didn't want to get caught up in all of the COVID when it was such an unknown thing and, and uh, we didn't really know what we we're up against. So seeing the whole process of building, you know, the facility that we wanted and we were able to design it as we pleased. I think it's really going to start to come to fruition now. We've got a full stable. We've got a good team of people. Uh, we're going through a bit of a rebuilding phase with our horses. And, um, you know, we've, we we don't have the haydocks and the sunlights and the dollar for dollars and pretty brazens. They've all now been retired and we're waiting for the next wave to come through. And uh, I think we've got some fantastic young horses and we've been buying very well. But the thing with young horses is you have to d- develop them and, and they take a little bit of time. So that's why horses like so unusual are so important for our brand at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's, it, it's the time of year where the big sales are on at the moment. Have you been uh, you've been buying up at the, the sales? Of course, we've had Magic Millions over at Caraca and then Inglis most recently. Yeah, for sure. Look, the life of a, a trainer is uh, becomes extremely busy. Well, it's busy all the time, but um, everyone talks about, oh, the spring carnival, how busy is that? Spring carnival's busy, but you're based in Victoria. Um, from January till about May, yeah. there's just sale after sale after sale and you need to go to them and we need to do all the work and um yeah we were at melbourne this week sydney the other day adelaide next week and and new zealand and gold coast as well so we've been to them all we've done the work we've bought some beautiful horses at what we feel is value in what is a strong market 
and uh, now we've just got to find some punters and, and start selling them down. I was going to say, have you uh, have you got many shares left? Give them a bit of a plug if you want, mate. Where can uh, where can the listeners head to if they uh, if they want to get involved in maybe the next V8? Yeah, for sure. Look, head to the website mcavoymitchellracing.com.au and um, there's a tab there which has got all of our available horses. We try and uh, cater to all all uh, ownership groups and interests and try and buy some nice horses. Uh, for not a lot of money, and, and um, then we get some bigger pedigrees. So shares are available. Um, you'll see that on the website, and there's phone numbers there to, to call or get in touch with. Beautiful, mate. You, uh, you mentioned Sunlight before and a few of the, the good horses that you've had in the stable and a little bit of a reshuffle, and I noticed the uh, the Moomba Plate has had a little bit of a, a rebrand to the Sunlight Classic. Uh, I think that's on the on the 25th of, of February now, $500,000 race for three-year-olds, sort of, how does uh how special is that for the stable and what what's the sort of process to go for obviously it's racing Victoria or the MRC that have uh have made the name change but do they go to you first to to see if it's something that you'd be interested in obviously naming after a such a good horse like Sunlight yeah well first of all it, it is very special um you know it's not often that um, that you know they do name races after horses and you've got to be a genuine champion to get it so. Um, she was a she was an unbelievable horse for us. You know, she was a Magic Millions winner. She ran third in, in the blue in the Golden Slipper. She won three Group Ones and just was a, an elite race horse. So um, we've been really pleased with that. That got announced. They did it. You know, they approached us, but it wasn't really a, an ask. They just said, "This is what we're thinking of doing," and we were fully supportive, yep. along with you know the the old ownership group and the new ownership group and the breeder and everyone. I think it's um, you know it's a real a special thing, and it will be when, when the first running of it is. I'd be hopefully keen to have a runner out. Yeah, I was going to say, is uh, do you have one sort of earmarked for the race yet, or, or sort of just a matter of time? Wait and see. No, it's just a bit of a matter of time. Wait and see, and, and certainly won't be running in something that for the sake of it. But um, it'd be pretty special yep. to win one, I reckon. Definitely, um, mate. Speaking of sunlight again, I can remember a little while ago there was a. The, the famous text message that went around saying that you had one in work that might have been better than than just uh, better than sunlight and it was a horse by the name of just serene fair to say we never saw saw him prove to be better than sunlight but can you give us the next just serene is there is there one in the stable to keep an eye out for at the moment doesn't have to be better than sunlight maybe just better than just serene <laughs> it's actually very funny I, I was at a dinner um, or a lunch I think I was at a lunch yesterday in fact and that exact story was brought up for the first time in, in years and, and how it all came about. And to the Phillies' credit, just Serene, uh, she was uh, an unbelievable talent, but she didn't have the talent between the ears. She was just a bit of a fruitcake. And I, was she the one who wouldn't load? That's correct, yeah. She, she just had a lot of bad tendencies. And um, the difference between a sunlight and her is sunlight was the ultimate professional and just the ring unfortunately wasn't i took her to new zealand for a group one and and it just proved to me the most difficult week of my life (laughs) but um look she's i think she has a a, i think she's got one of her first her first fold maybe in the adelaide sale next week so i'll certainly be looking at it with um with plenty of interest because i do know how good the filly was but as for um as for the same sort of story, I won't be going on social media and saying it because I don't want the same thing to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> too, much, too much of a mock. That's fair enough. Um, 
She, uh, to, to her credit, she did. She did. I'm pretty sure get. She bumped into a pretty smart one, didn't she? I think Castle Vecchio gave a wind burn at, at Warwick Farm. One yeah, time. that's right. No, she. Look, there, there isn't, and this just shows, and, and this is what racing can do. We're dealing, you know, we're racehorse trainers, and uh, there's plenty of morning glory horses that can really zip up on the track in the mornings, and, and but don't aren't the full package to do it race day, and uh, it can be unfortunate at times, but uh, that's the game we play. <laughs> we uh well we won't we won't get a, a, a next future star out of you but uh how about a best bet from the stable in the next uh say seven days yeah look i'm really keen on v8 um i think he's taken the the right steps that he needed to do his gallop on tuesday morning um on the course proper at ballarat was was exactly what we need to see he, he went with the nice horse and uh, joined and followed and, and went past and just did it in a nice manner and I think he heads into the race as good as he can be, and if he can handle the five weeks between runs and step up in trip, I think it'd be extremely hard to beat. Fingers crossed, mate. Uh, Brody, you're not a horse trainer, um, you're not a jockey, you're not a strapper, but uh, how about a best best bet for the weekend from you too, mate? Oh, I was going to say V8. I loved everything about his win, um, and I think it was about a soft six, I think, if my memory serves correctly, when he won, and I think he's going to thrive over the dry ground. But for me, you know I love my trials, Nicholas, and I'm going to go the... I think a race before that, I'm going to get revolutionary miss. Mark Zara bought from the inside draw. I think um, I think she's primed to go third up. Beautiful. Uh, we'll make it a three-leg multi and we'll throw in Mr. Caleb from the uh, Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio camp in the first at Eagle Farm on the weekend. Pumped into a smart one on debut and can get the job done. That's it from us punters. Uh, always a pleasure, Brody. Kelvin, thanks for your time uh, this afternoon, mate. Uh, I know it's a, a busy time of year and Certainly um, a busy life being a horse trainer, so appreciate uh, the last half hour, mate. No, no problem at all, boys. Thanks for having me on, and um, hopefully we can get those couple of, or that best bet up for you.